0: Shraddha Vama, I am so excited to be interviewing you all the way from India, having heard only a tiny bit of what you've been doing. So welcome.
1: It's a pleasure to be a part of this still Thank you for having me here.
0: Oh, my absolute pleasure. So let's start off, Shraddha, by telling everybody what it is that you do. What is Fusion
1: Of course. So... Uh, In in a layman's uh, language, I'll say that Fusia is a platform uh, with a vision to encourage and inspire women to come together, follow their Mm. pursuits, and uplift and up-level each other. So it's Mm. all about uh, creating an environment for women to grow, uh, to nurture each other, and to encourage
0: each other. Perfect which we absolutely love. And that's very like She's the Boss. It's all about lifting up the women around us. And by supporting each other, we will get so much further. Everybody will get so much further. So Absolutely. I, I think
1: that the power of appreciation is very strong. Uh, it can uh, open what do you and mean by unleash that? your real yeah. power. So, you know, appreciation is the key here at Fusion, where you will connect with people, where you will connect with women. Sharing similar passions, uh, you know, sharing your thoughts, sharing your knowledge, sharing your ideas. Uh, Yeah, and and that's that's what we try to leverage here.
0: Okay, so Shraddha, is Fuchsia mainly for creative women?
1: Uh, Fuchsia is mainly for all women. Everyone out there, <laughs> I love it you that you say that.
0: Where have I got that from? Then where have I got that idea that it's for young women who are creative who want to maybe start a business? Is that so, just one part of it?
1: That's exactly one part of it because Fusia is all about uh, making you realize that you know you have the power within yourself, making you realize that you do not estimate your own potential there is a lot of spark within yourself. You just need to identify it, discover it, and apply it, nurture it. And this is what right. future helps you realize. Whether, Regardless whether you are in uh, a school or a college, or whether yeah. you are you know, in your mid-30s or mid-40s, trying to run your own business or something, or regardless of whatever age group you belong, it's all oh, about okay. connecting.
0: Yes. Right. So you actually have the full spectrum of ages and different types of women. And, oh, I love this. The more I am learning about what you have created, Shraddha, the more impressed I am. So can we, uh, before we talk more about Fuchsia, I'd love to go back to when you were a little girl, because really I believe this all started then, which kind of, Absolutely amazes me. Um, but let's start off with where do you live? Where did you grow up? And what kind of a family was it? What did your mother and father do?
1: Right. So uh, I think the story of Fusia has been really very close and very serendipitous of how it all started. Uh, I right. had grown in a typical middle-class Indian family, uh, you know, with values which were predominantly around, uh, you know, the typical uh, ideologies of how, uh, and what kind of things or what kind of work a girl or a woman should do. And yes, those yes. preconceived notions of what men should actually follow. So I have yes. been around this kind of an environment, uh, all along. I think this is typically what we see in a lot of places here. Uh, yeah, yeah. however, I have always been a rebel. So I have always been something different in my family. And typically because, uh, I have a younger brother, and I right. used to observe a lot of things because, and, and one thing that really stuck my mind. Oh, well, hang
0: on, let me just uh, let me just ask, you've yes. got a younger brother. Did you have older sisters or older brothers as well?
1: No, I have a younger brother.
0: There's and, just the uh, two of you.
1: Just the two of us. And, okay. and very serendipitous incidents that happened and I used to question, and a simple one that I can remember is, you know, during birthdays people used to get yeah. my brothers with, uh, cars and uh, robos and you know all these kind of tech stuff
0: <laughs> right and yeah. i used to
1: get all the dolls and kitchen sets and i'm not the kind of person who would who loves to play with dolls <laughs> i love my right. own car i love to play with cars <laughs> and then these are some uh and then this is exactly what uh I mean, these are some minor incidents or you know things that really uh, yeah struck hard in my mind like why i mean why pinks i i don't like pinks
0: no, I never did either, and, and I grew up with three <laughs> brothers, and so I understand the attraction to cars and no pink.
1: Right. So, so um, I think this is just the some preconceived notions in the society, mm-hmm. which uh, involuntarily I felt that I was already being a rebel in that area, in that in that stage. Uh, we you know, love a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always questioning why, <clears throat> always questioning the status quo, always questioning. As to why this for me and why that for him, etc. And I think that's And how? And what commitment. sort of age?
0: At this stage, what sort of age are you talking about? High school? Is this secondary school? Is this year? So this is somewhere ten or I eleven around, or uh,
1: seven or eight year old. Oh, okay,
0: uh, very young. So, yes and i and i believe year. you know from from my small understanding of india and i've only been there a couple of times but it's quite profound the difference between girls in and well between women and men in terms of their value in the home and everybody's got quite a set role so it's even exactly. more profound exactly. where you're from than yeah okay exactly. so you've grown and, up and with this, this box the that they want to put you in you know we are also <laughs> unaware
1: this is a stage where we are also unaware about what is equality what is uh you yeah. know uh, feminism i mean we are totally unaware of these things uh what do they mean totally yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you... this is how it all started uh as to I, I think within myself i always used to question these things but then eventually when i started uh, you know when i started i entered uh, college then i started working in a marketing firm in a pharma marketing firm uh, okay you know, looking, working in a very male dominated industry, uh, especially when, you, when it comes about. <laughs> yes. Uh, and when you see that, you, when you come to a company where 95% of the people are males, or probably it's just like you alone in your batch, um, you know, uh,
0: yeah, in right. the company
1: team, that, that also uh, gets you a lot of uh, gaze from others as to how come you are doing this. Uh, yeah but also some, at, at some time i felt that it's also an opportunity for me to prove them wrong you know how can they you know? <laughs> because i feel that right. people already have uh you know a, a kind of set notion that okay i mean i don't think so this work is meant for you this kind of a thought this kind of a mindset yeah yeah and and this is something i felt that uh, a lot of women goes goes through this and probably because of this mindset they end up doing something which others or the society wants them to do. And they don't follow right. something or they don't follow a passion that they really want to pursue or they that they really are fond of. And this right. is something that I really wanted to address through Fuchsia. Uh, because even in Fuchsia, I saw so many women in the community pursuing something, say pursuing uh, engineering or you know, pursuing the teaching line, etc. cetera.
0: Oh, and, pursuing, uh, sorry. I thought you said sewing.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no so pursuing. So they're going into,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, different.
1: <laughs> yeah, so go, going into different, uh, uh, you know.
0: Industries and, and special sectors
1: and yeah, different yeah. streams only because their family want them to do or because the society feels that this is the apt,
0: yeah, you know,
1: career that they should follow.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, so so this is where I felt that there is a huge disconnect due to which uh, women in general have started uh, underestimating their own potential there is a yep. lot of lack of self-confidence within themselves yes
0: everywhere and, uh, around the world hesitance. with women yes yeah
1: and a lot of hesitant uh, hesitance in yeah. uh, uh, you know opening up speaking out so, uh, yes. This is also something that I felt that, uh, you know, right from a very tender age, you know, school girls, they feel shy to come up on the stage and express uh, as as compared yes. to, you know, boys. So I felt that, you know, there is a lot of shift that needs to be done in the foundation. And that's the reason why we started off as a writing club in future.
0: Well, I was so going to say, so future. tell me. Yeah, so tell me exactly when it started and what sparked the idea for you in the first place. So obviously there's a general thing going on that we all are aware yes. of about these roles that we're all supposed to, meant to follow, that we don't necessarily want to. So I'm interested to know um, how, what was what was the spark and then how did it actually start? Right.
1: So uh, my, my co-founder here, I mean, we both Uh, are a part of this uh, huge community but it was predominantly Rhea I mean when she was 11 year old and uh, she was presenting her book in a local Palo Alto bookstore so okay uh, yeah she was an avid reader and a writer and she had her first book on Amazon out there and she was presenting that book uh, you know at a tender age of 11 in a Palo Alto bookstore and while she was doing that there was a six year old girl who came up to her and said that hey Ria, uh, you know, thank you for presenting your book because you made me realize my dream. Even I would want to become a writer like you, and also publish okay. my book. This was a very serendipitous yeah. incident that happened that day. And then Ria came up uh, to us and mm-hmm. said that hey, you know, why not more women and girls can influence each other to realize their dreams, to realize their passion.
0: Okay. And
1: just this was the conversation that we were happening and. made us think like why not let's do it let's create something i mean uh we tend to ignore these incidents but we can actually make it happen why not create a platform where women can inspire and encourage each other through their creative persons yeah so with this thought we you know created something uh you know around the writing area because we thought that let's begin with writing and yeah. uh, we launched future writing club meant for school girls in and around Palo Alto <laughs> in California and uh, right a, and a platform where uh, the girls can uh showcase their uh writings, poetries, compositions, stories, etc.
0: Right.
1: So, so so can I this ask is how it's what all started
0: Okay, so did you say Palo Alto in America, California? Yes. Yes. so what's that connection so are you in america at the moment i thought it was in india
1: i am based in india Ria is based in america but right. we keep on traveling so i keep on traveling there uh so okay uh, we are close family
0: but you, uh, but fuchsia is an a service that people in india women in india use specifically or is it a global community it's
1: a global platform so you know it's okay. open to everyone um And predominantly, we see people coming from not just India, but also countries like uh, Indonesia, Bangladesh, UK, US, Australia, etc. So it's a global platform catering to women of all age groups across geographies.
0: Okay, fantastic. And so how have you grown it or how has it been possible to grow it from... um, from a tiny seed of, you know, writing club in a local area to a community of over 5 million women.
1: Right. So, uh, like I said, we started very small as a writing club, but then eventually I realised that uh, this problem of hesitation, lack of self-confidence in women is not just in school girls. It's prevalent across all women, regardless of the age groups, ethnicities, and uh, you know, and the geographies, and this is what made yeah. me expand my vision of future to open it to every woman out there, uh, allowing them to come on this platform, showcase their talents and passion, and went out in the form of in any form of creative expression, be it in the form of words, art, creativity, videos, photography, etc. Because honestly, uh, when you know, we all have some of the other way to express ourselves creatively yes you know some of us feel uh freedom when we doodle something some of us we enjoy cooking so we tend to de-stress ourselves while cooking something or taking photography or maybe just going out observing the nature and snapping pictures out of it and right. this is what i felt that everyone has their own way of expressing so create a platform where people can come out of their shells and express themselves in any form and this is how yeah. into 2015 i launched Fusia, which would which was an expanded version and an expanded vision uh, of uh, inviting and encouraging women to come on a single platform yeah. and connect and collaborate with each other so in this way i saw that in just a span of 15 months we grew to a community of 1 million uh, women coming from countries like uh, not just india and bangladesh but also pakistan morocco egypt indonesia okay. predominantly i saw a lot of southeast uh or south asian countries joining it yeah which was like a very good uh, uh motivation for me i saw that people or women really are connecting with this because some of the
0: other that need, I think, that need to connect.
1: Exactly, exactly. When in
0: in a lot of those countries, the women are being oppressed. And so for them to be able to connect with each other and feel some kind of power, and, of course, that power expands as the group and the community grows.
1: Absolutely. That's what made me realise that women really looking for this, they want someone to listen to them. They want someone to Mm. appreciate them. They want someone to talk to uh right. and, and this is what the safe space of future uh you know you know how it grew in a span of 15 months 15 20 months we were at 1 million and then today uh we are at a community of 5 million women professionals so i mean this the journey That's was extraordinary. very interesting the journey was, has been very interesting and a lot of learnings because uh when i saw that a lot of talented women are coming here uh you know someone yeah. who is just sharing something in the form of their drawings, someone who is sharing in the form of uh, writings, their poetries. Yeah. I saw that if they already have immense talent, you know, how can they further be empowered by utilizing their talents? And that's where yeah. uh, you know we started the learning and development mm-hmm. wing because honestly Jules, I feel that empowerment is incomplete without economic independence. And uh, yes, yes, since these women are you know absolutely talented they just need some grooming they just need some uh, that, yes. you know, someone to mold yep. them even better. We started a learning and development wing which allowed them to take up a lot of mentoring sessions, seminars, webinars and uh, okay. training programs where they can and who was who doing the
0: men- and who was doing the mentoring at that stage
1: you know the who, best who's part actually is been since teaching we them the community? Right. Yeah. So since we were a community, we actually grew a community of people who included professionals who and who included yeah. amateurs and beginners. This allowed us to network with professionals and they sharing their skills with others that give them a pra- platform to teach their skills to others. Yeah. And in this way, through right. the power of community, through the power of networking, we were able to connect with mentors. We were able to connect with Expert professionals in different fields. So yeah. uh, we, we we connected with artists. We connected with excellent photographers. We connected with marketers, and in this way, we were able to connect with uh, people, making them turning them into mentors for others yeah. who are uh, aspiring. Which learners. is fantastic. And, in this and then way, and
0: then have you? Who's the market? Who do you sell that service to?
1: So. Teaching, teaching our community is absolutely free. We did not really charge because I wanted to make sure that learning is accessible to every person. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
1: So uh, and then, whatever it was, it was free or maybe as yeah. low as $2 or $3 max.
0: And then can the women sell their skills or sell their products on the website or in within the Fugia community?
1: Uh. No, so we don't really have an e-commerce platform, but what we do is we connect okay. them. Yes, so it's right. not an e-commerce platform where they can sell it. But they so it's can a, learning, a, community. a learning
0: and community and learning. Community yes, so they can create oh, love um,
1: their own community. They can make people aware or probably showcase what they have created and connect with audiences, you know, audience that they would want to sell it. I mean, that's how they build their connection. So we have created a platform where they can actually grow their connections uh, internally with the community right. of artists and so
0: So, Shraddha, so how, um, if you've got these women and you're connecting them within the community, do you run events? Do you run events either on, offline as well as online? Yeah, or so how do you, how do they for, talk to each yes. other?
1: So before before COVID, we did have offline events. We, uh, okay. you know, kind of a meetup where we used to have, say, Marketing events or art events for people okay. who may want to learn some things. So, of course, this was pre-COVID, but then after yeah. COVID, we started all <laughs> online. So we do have courses, we do have a lot of boot camps, online boot camps, webinars, and allowing people to skill upskill themselves in fields like content writing, marketing, designing, uh, illustrations, making illustrations video editing. So these these are some skills that people fantastic today. Yes, in, and can do on their the phone world. a
0: lot of them as well. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And uh, this was something that opened doors for us to collaborate with businesses and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs right. who constantly require these skill sets. And uh, this, yeah. you know, allowed us to, uh, you know, create Fuchsia Talent. So Fuchsia Talent is our community where we, connect and collaborate with businesses and companies where they come up with their requirement of any skill set or, you know, requirement of any freelancer that they want to work with with a specific skill set. And we connect them with the community members at Fuchsia who are having similar skills. So you can actually work with remote freelancers who are women and who are skilled in that area.
0: So it's it's kind kind of like... um, freelancer.com or Upwork or something, but just women, um, and particularly in the sort of creative field? If so, so what do you want to, where do you want to see this going? What would you like to see next, Shraddha? Uh,
1: I think I see Fuchsia growing as the largest on-demand marketplace of women professionals where, right. uh, where we are empowering businesses coaches solopreneurs who are constantly you know working hard to grow their business and they giving opportunities to women talents to you know grow and to be a part of their business journey yeah the only difference is yeah, that fantastic. we save a lot of time for uh these companies and professionals because they wouldn't have to screen n number of applications and uh, cvs and uh, do the screening unlike the other platforms like right, right, com. Yeah. we directly I have uh, you know managers or talent managers, um, like a
0: match uh, a matchmaking service exactly
1: exactly <laughs> a, exactly a matchmaking service we just match the right skill set for you immediately so that saves you a lot of right time.
0: and is and is that going to be the main focus for Fusion, do you still have? So, you have the learning, you have the sort of um, matching, I think, matchmaking I think professional really services. Important. How
1: I look at it is that uh, Fusion Talent, which is the on demand uh, platform working yeah. with professionals and uh, companies, that works as an engine for us. Um, and yeah. the Fusion community is the fuel to that engine because right. communi- because we're growing that community we are uh, So what
0: do you do with the community what do you do to build the community and connect the women so, with the in that right. sort of social i guess kind of or business yes. sense but
1: So the what community is a very important role for us and what we do is uh, you know we see a lot of ambitious women out there today wanting opportunities to you to know, learn wanting you know looking out yeah. for opportunities to learn grow and uh, this is what fuchsia offers you know providing you with all kind of learning resources all kind of uh, you know courses and programs to upskill yourself up level yourself and finally uplift each other so you so, so you not a, just
0: so uh, yeah, so on.
1: you're not just network with each other but you also learn
0: right and so, what's the growth plan for Fusia? I mean, will you go country by country and then translate, or how are you i mean, I know obviously within India itself there's two million, two billion, sorry, and you're in America with another three hundred and thirty million. but what um how are you going to grow it globally and make it accessible for, say, women in Africa or women in you know Australia?
1: Yeah. So uh, I think one of the major achievements that we have already had is getting a lot of traction from countries like UK and US, apart from countries like India and Pakistan. So this itself showed that there is a need for this, uh, for this kind of platform, especially for women who who are looking for making their own identity uh, or building their own identity. Uh, In order to grow, I feel what I'm looking at next is the power of networking physically. Uh, and, yeah. you know, a lot of awareness and marketing in these areas, because future being a very, uh, you know, a digital platform, uh, there are a lot of places where internet is still not accessible.
0: So yeah. Right. Yeah. We have to
1: make our presence felt with our work. And and this is something that we have started doing. We have collaborated. We have started collaborating with a lot of NGOs, uh you know, working towards women education, child education, um, you know, empowering women for healthcare. So, uh, you know, these are the NGOs that we have been uh, uh, collaborating with, with a lot of fundraising activities, just so that, you know, the word of Fuchsia is out there. And the impact that we are trying to create in the digital world here is also uh, growing in the offline space where internet is probably not.
0: No, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, certainly with "She's the Boss," we have a, a, a like. I, I mean, I've been running weekly um, online lunches for female founders for three years now, but there is still that craving for people to catch up in real life. And then, you know, in the same way that you do in India or in America, I can't. Where are you? So you are in America now, or right India?
1: I am in India. And probably okay, next that's year I'll be in America, so I just juggle. Yeah,
0: okay. No, but I'm, I was just going to say from the from the geographical size of the country, which is okay. the same thing we have in Australia. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's
0: hard to get to all the places. So, will you create ambassadors, or what? Are you, you going to create smaller areas? How are you going to manage that? Yes.
1: Yeah, so you know, just so that you know, we are <laughs> just already to throw a, a question in team. Another. No, no. We are already okay. a global team, so we have our—you can say—ambassadors uh, <laughs> from different countries. So we have people coming from not just India, but our team comprises yeah. of people coming from Bangladesh, Pakistan, Philippines, Morocco, Egypt, U.S. already. Right. So this is right. our team members come from these places, <laughs> and we are still growing and hiring people. Uh, maybe soon we'll have more people coming from UK, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Australia. Oh yes, and I'm that's sure. How we have been I'm growing. sure.
0: But I guess what I mean is how will you manage to do in-person events in each of those countries? Would Would you girls travel? We have ambassadors. We would you, be having
1: ambassadors. Yeah, yes, So one of the yeah, events, yeah. like just, I said, uh, which we had arranged in the pre-COVID time, one of the events yeah. was done in Morocco. And that was done with the help of our team in Morocco.
0: Okay. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Great. Well, okay, now um, the there are a couple of other things I wanted to ask you along the way, if that's all right. Um, yeah. The first thing is we, and, and the, you've obviously got a beautiful team of, of women and your co-founder, um, Ria, um, at the time when you set up Fusia, often when we set up these businesses, we have this great idea that a business is going to start and it's just going to grow and it's all going to be very smooth sailing and nothing will go wrong. And um, and then sometimes something goes wrong but you look at it afterwards and think this was actually a bit of a blessing because it took us in a different direction. In the time that you've been running um, Fusia with Ria, have you had any of those learning moments where um, so maybe something – has happened that sent you in a different direction. Uh, Is there anything that you could share or a story you could share with us around that kind of thing happening?
1: There were a lot of such incidents that happened where (laughs) uh, we didn't plan it, but it happened. And then we realized that, wow, (laughs) good that it happened. And one such example is definitely in the COVID time when everything was shut, people were, uh, you know, in their homes, a lot of depression and anxiety amongst people. And that's the time where even in the team, within the team, we felt that kind of attention because people were not really in that mind state of working.
0: But what I
1: saw was on our community or in our community and on the website, I saw there was a huge surge in the traffic, in the engagement of
0: people. Right. And
1: I I closely observed the kind of uh, conversations happening, the kind of uh, activities happening on the website. Uh, People were loving playing games uh, i i saw people uh, engaging in some uh, riddles and some kind of uh, uh, fun activities or you know virtual games yeah. etc and and that's when i saw i mean this is the time that people are looking for some kind of uh, happy moments where they want to smile, there's already a lot of tension and turmoil uh, across the world due to COVID and people are already depressed and they are looking for spaces where they can at least take out some time and smile, laugh, uh, you know, stay at ease. And, you know, yeah. this, what we do, what we did is we actually launched a section called as Fusia Games or, you know, but it had all the kind of entertainments. Uh, uh, well can, done. Uh, <laughs> That's a great idea. You can play virtually yeah. with, uh, you know, anyone, you know, and any games or any kind of riddles or
0: oh, fantastic. Uh, kind of activities.
1: And I saw that people were loving it. And and this actually happened just because uh, I know that the situation actually demanded this. People want to smile. People want to take their time off. They don't want to think yes. about what's happening around the world. And, and then this is just a very small example of how things actually worked in the right place. The second instance yeah. that I can think of is, Uh, When, uh, you know, this entire COVID thing was happening during that time, I saw a lot of startup business, startup owners and business owners who were just launching their business. They had to pause their plans due to this, uh, you know, because it it was very challenging for everyone. It tested us a lot. Yeah. Um, and then that's where uh, and one of the reasons I saw was a lot of my friends said that they cannot hire, they cannot do everything on their own, and they need a helping hand, but they cannot hire so much i mean uh someone on their payroll where they can spend so much from their
0: yeah uh, budget.
1: yeah, and this is what actually uh takes, i will say you know gave rise to future talent uh, as yes, a platform, yes, that makes we sense had that makes so sense, much yeah, talent. We had so much talent within our community that, uh, you know, I actually initiated future Talent as a way to support the startup owners, the solopreneurs who uh, need a lot of helping hand, but uh, they cannot spend a lot. So future Talent came to their rescue where they got the right kind of support they I, they got the right kind of talent and that is yes, perfect uh without any yearly commitment or someone where you have to pay on you know put uh, yeah you pay yeah. on a yearly basis or a monthly basis and you 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 it doesn't doesn't hurt your pockets either and and this is how we started going <coughs> we got our first clients in this way helping you know and all right who wanted, uh, you know, someone who was just launching her own business? In this, year we started taking up small businesses. We worked with coaches, business coaches, and healthcare coaches, and that's how we
0: grew. Yeah, perfect. That's really, really good. Um, okay, now what, my next question is really because I probably now interviewed about two hundred and fifty women around the world in the last couple of years, wow. and one of the things that I notice a lot is that um, women can burn out. If you love what you're doing, then it's very easy to get caught up in it and start working on it all day, every day, and not give yourself some time out. And I've heard some awful stories about women who have, you know, had adrenal failure and all sorts of things where they've just got exhausted. So my question to you is (laughs) how do you juggle work life and home life so that you don't burn out?
1: Uh, one thing that you rightly said is when you love your work, work doesn't seem yes. like work. So you <laughs> end know. up working every <laughs> day, every hour. There's no specific time <laughs> that you have to work from 9 to 5 or 9 to 6. No. And uh, honestly, uh, this did happen to me initially where I just loved working. I was so much engrossed, and I yes. had a small team earlier, so I ended up. Just spending even my weekends on this because I felt that, yeah, I mean, this is much better. This is more exciting. I would do this. Yeah. And I I ended up just doing this. You know, I was really, uh, I'd say, unsocial. Uh, Too much, yeah. (laughs) Too much unsocial. But then uh, that's when I also realized my mentor, and uh, uh, his name is Gonjan, and uh, he did tell me. That you also need to take out time because that's a kind he of meeting yourself with yeah. ideas, you know. And 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 this is where I started taking out time gradually for myself. So you know, especially with my family, I, I love. I have a huge family, you know. In India, we do have the concept of joint <laughs> family, so we have like so many yes. cousins and sisters and distant relatives that <laughs> um, right. You know, it, it, it it's amazing to connect with them. We we know people. Uh, we come across their ideas, their way of thinking, their perspectives, and this is exactly what helped me out. I love talking to people, uh, but somewhere I was missing out on this because I was too much engrossed in just the company. Yes, company
0: and the other thing, and, and we and it's so easy to do when it when you love it, but you get so down in the in the weeds is one way of saying it, but do you know what I mean? Like you get so closely involved in it that you don't give yourself exactly. time to look at it in the bigger picture. And often that's right. where those other sort of new ideas come.
1: Yes, yes. And then that's where I started, uh, you know, meeting, making it more mandatory that uh, we do have some weekly meetups with, you know, within the family or with friends or maybe meeting new friends. Oh, well done, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you're knowing their perspectives, that's that's it.
0: And do you now take weekends off? It sounds like maybe you've got a team that's big enough that you don't no longer work on weekends. Are you kind of working business hours, nine till five, nine till six? I, and I sort, do sort really of trying to
1: business hour kind of system okay. uh, today, but I do take a. Take my weekends off, so you know, regardless yeah, of well whatever done. is there. Uh, you know, Saturdays as Saturdays are my time. So whether it's to go out, I, I love traveling. So my aim is to explore oh, new places. Oh, do you? Where do
0: you like? Where do you like to travel to? With it? Where do you like to travel to?
1: Oh, right now the next in my bucket list is Prague.
0: Prague it's fantastic I went there for a weekend um, when I lived in London for a Christmas party our boss said to us he he said I've got 250 pounds per person what restaurant do you want to go to and I said it's 189 pounds to go for a weekend in Prague instead (laughs) why don't we all go and do that and he took the whole company and we all went to Prague for a weekend it's oh, fantastic lovely. you'll love it so that
1: that's that's something <laughs> in my bucket list i, I really want to uh, visit prague and uh, yeah so every year uh, i i make it a point to cover at least one country at least one country oh fantastic and, that's one.
0: and have you been to australia yet
1: not yet not not australia not yet
0: oh <laughs> Although well my husband I'll look has been there so
1: it. i i uh, so that's also something <laughs> that he mentioned that uh, uh, you know next time again he's going to take me there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah fantastic we'd love to have you over here well Shraddha, thank you so so much for not only for this great interview but also for being you've been very generous with the women within She's the Boss group and offered them an opportunity to uh, do those interviews with your uh, for your magazine so or for your Website. So I really appreciate that. If anyone wanted to know more about Fusia or to get a hold of you without giving away email addresses, can you tell me what's the best way for people to do that?
1: The best way to connect with me directly is through LinkedIn and through of okay. course, the Fusia community. I'm also pretty active there. Uh, so Great. LinkedIn and the Fusia community itself, they are the two areas, there's two places where I'm super active.
0: Okay fantastic and what's the web address for fusia?
1: Uh so we the community address is FUSIA.com where you just need to Which sign is up and fuz
0: uh,
1: F-U- fuzia zia yeah. and uh you know for uh, companies and uh, business owners who are looking for talents to or looking for any kind of skills that they would want to uh hire uh, that's FusiaTalent.com, F-U-Z-I-A-T-A-L-E-N-T, FusiaTalent.com. So these
0: are the two places. Fantastic. Shraddha, thank you so, so much. I am so excited to have discovered Fusia and I've already signed up and I'm going to go and have a little snoop more. <laughs> and uh, and I, I love what you're doing and thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. I just enjoyed uh, talking to you and sharing my story. It was <laughs> really lovely.
0: Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to sheestheboss.com.au.